You're listening to the Revision Path Podcast, a weekly showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. Through in-depth interviews, you'll learn about their work, their goals, and what inspires them as creative individuals. Here's your host, Maurice Cherry. Welcome to the Revision Path Podcast. My name is Maurice Cherry, and your ears are not deceiving you. This is a special bonus episode of the podcast this week. I had the opportunity to talk with Olivier Madiba, who's the CEO and founder of Kiro Games. Olivier and his team are the first gaming studio in Central Africa and Cameroon. And our conversation for this bonus episode takes place during their Kickstarter campaign where they're raising funds to complete their first video game. It's an African fantasy RPG titled Orion, Legacy of the Cory Odon. Since we recorded this interview, Kuro Games has been fully funded on Kickstarter. That's amazing to hear. But you can still support the campaign and the game through the links in the show notes at revisionpath.com. Now, the audio for this is a little bit spotty because of the distance, but hopefully you can hear past that because we did talk about a lot of great stuff. Let's go ahead and start the show. All right, so tell us who you are and what you do. Hello, I am uh, Madiba Olivier, young Cameroonian, about 30. I am the founder and the game designer of Kiro Games, and we are working on our first game, Orion Legacy of the Koryodon, African Fantasy Action RPG. Okay, I definitely want to talk about Orion, because when I first saw that on Kickstarter, my heart skipped a beat when I saw that, because... I'm a huge video game fan. I'm a huge RPG fan. And for me, it's always been this weird sort of reconciliation because I love the game and I love the genre, but you never see any people of color really portrayed in RPGs. It's either like old medieval white guys or it's some kind of Japanese folklore and you never see anything from other cultures and you certainly don't see black people. So when I saw the game, I was like, I have to support it. I have to reach out <laughs> everything. So I do want to talk about that. But before we get to that, tell me a little bit about Kiro Games and how you got started with it. Okay, Kiro Games, I guess started the idea to create my own game when I was uh, 14. You know, I was playing Final Fantasy VII for the sixth time. And then I started to asking myself, I will die, made the gameplay more dynamic. That's already something that always spot in my head. I always wanted to do Final Fantasy VII, but in a more dynamic way, you see. And that's mm-hmm. how years after years, I work with my team, my friends, and uh, we managed 10 years or 12 years after to 16 years, if I started at 14, 16 years after we managed to open our studio. And, you know, at the first time when we begin, the first idea was just to create a studio in Cameroon and making games like Call of Duty, Final Fantasy clone, etc. But after that, I think that why, if we started an African studio, we must make an African game, but with the potential to be international. You see, like, there is the Lion King that Disney does with African basis, but it was so well done that everyone loved it. So that's the challenge we want to have with uh, Orion and Kiro games. African basis, international quality and audience. And I think it's important, you know, to to do a game like this that sort of has the culture steeped 
in Africa? Because here in the U.S., I mean, we get so many different varied perceptions about Africa as a whole, let alone individual countries and cultures and languages and things of that nature. So it's always good to see people that are from the continent that are telling their own stories in this kind of medium. Now, earlier you said that kind of the first thing you wanted to do was create like Call of Duty games and things like that. And I thought it was interesting that you wanted to make a role-playing game first. Is that because you were such a, a Final Fantasy fan? Yes, I am a big, big, big RPG fans. Final Fantasy, Breath of Fire, uh, Tales of Destiny, Valkyrie Profile, everything. I think someone who play Orion will feel the influence of all this great uh, Japanese RPG. Alas, in this version, the game is pretty linear for the moment because, you know, uh, this is the first one. We cannot put the liberty, the free will for the gamer. Uh, like there is in um, European RPG. But yeah, I am really, really a fan of RPG. That's always been my dream, to create RPG. Well, I think it's good because the genre, at least, that I saw you describe the game as like an action RPG, and those do tend to be more linear. So I think that works for you to do it that way. Yes, that's because for the first, maybe the first, our first game, we want to tell the story of the Koryodan like we see it there in the studio. Maybe and because the, the background of the game is so large that we can make games that will put the player in the same universe but with free will after another game, not the story of uh, the King of Zama and the Queen. So with Arion, um Legacy of the Coriodon, is this going to be like the first in a series? Like talk to the audience and tell them sort of what the game is about and sort of, you know, kind of set the scene for it. Okay, I will try it without spoil too much. Uh, okay. I, can, I can already say that when the game will be um, released, everyone who will play it will have a big surprise because we don't, we didn't reveal yet the very, very I do call it original side of Orion. I will just give you a hint. Imagine that we have built the first, one of the first RPG, I think, without prophecy, without dragon, without chosen one, without ancient temple where you must go and take the four immense wisdoms. No, you, you will not have uh, the classic pitch of RPG. We design our own a way to for the progress of the story of the, the writing. I think people will find it very interesting on the African way, also with really, really universal wisdom. Just to give you an image of what kind of thing you will find in Orion. You see, when you see African clothes, if you zoom in the on the, the draw, you can see some uh, disformed weird forms but when you zoom out you see an harmony that's in mm -hmm. fact a complete way of creating the story we are trying to do uh, that you, you will feel when you play Orion so basically like you're saying this isn't the the whole story this is just a small part of it and then other games yes, will expand yes. on that yeah Yes, in fact, the game is about Enzo Corridan, the king of Zama and his queen, because uh, we don't want the uh, princess to save in the game. The queen at his side, they are exiled from the brother-in-law of Enzo, 
while the, during the coronation and uh, travel around the world to gather the fighting legacy of Enzo and get back the thrones. That's the general pitch. But when you will play the game, you will feel that it's very, very deep beyond this point because it's a real, real African reflection about maybe the current world if someone can see the analogy. It's good, like you said, that the two main characters, they're sort of fighting side by side. It's not like a damsel in distress type of situation. I know when when people think about video games, there tend to be a lot of negative tropes about women as it relates to how they're portrayed or how they're used within the general game. But I like with Arion the fact that the woman is a, is as much an equal character as, as the main character, as the man that's playing. So I like that they are working together in that way. Yeah, for technical issues and time, we didn't manage to make a full playable as Inzo because, you know, Inzo maybe will break the record of the most skilled, skilled hero in the, the skilliest, if I can say like that, heroes in RPG. But, and we didn't have enough time to do this with Erin too. So for the moment, she is an assist character, but we give her more, a great place in the story. You see, when the, the two, two of them faces challenge in the game, faces uh, people, it is not only Enzo who is talking and the girl is behind, no. She's talking, often she's her who find the right way to abroad the, the challenge, often it's Enzo. We really try to make them a normal couple, you know. They, they love each other, but often they, they get hurt the, by other too. You see Enzo is often harsh, is often. That's something we really want to put on, how a normal couple can face challenge. This is not a Disney love without scratch. No. <laughs> I got you. I understand so that. When you will read some dialogues in the game, you will have the feeling to, to read a real sister. <laughs> some dialogues um, are inspired by Baby Boy. You will understand what I want to say. <laughs> Baby Boy of Tyrese. We put uh, some this kind of thing, but also real, real deep sensitivity. And uh, I think gamers, girls, and boys will really love her. And to, if you want, if I can complete. In Orion, I will, I will not say that there is no absolute misogyny because we have some girls sexy, you see. But uh, for the heroine, I tried with the team to make a difference because she is very covered. We don't put her breast out, etc. The only thing that we will is, um, do you call it in English, inch? The inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I don't know the word in English. The part between the um, uh, the inch. Oh, you mean like the hip? Yes, the hips. That's the, yeah, the, the yeah, only yeah. thing we, we reveal on the body because this is something very sexy in Africa to have beautiful hips. Okay. All right. I like those small little cultural touches like that. that. That really ends up making the game unique. I see that it's been getting a lot of very positive press here in the U.S. I mean, Kotaku, Polygon, other game blogs have really come out in support of of what you're doing. And, of course, you have a, a Kickstarter campaign that's going on to raise funds for it. Mm. 
Yes, we have a great uh, press support. In the in Europe, it's really, really intense. We have Gameblog, Jovidov.com, great website who, which talk every time about our games. In US, we are starting to get some press release. Uh, it is not well known for the moment. We are starting to to build, I think, our press relation with our publisher there. So you haven't seen Orion in GameSpot or EGN for the moment, but I think it will come. I hope it will come. We are writing them, so if they hear us. <laughs> I think so. I think, you know, well, no, I think it's good because here in the in the United States, every now and then there's always talk about culture and gaming because the prevalent people that are really playing games, women and people of color, tend not to be represented in the best way in video games. And generally, these are coming from Asian studios, American studios. So the fact that a game like this is coming from an African studio and it has all these little cultural nuances and and appreciations in there, I think that's a really good thing. Yes, uh, I hope too. Uh, You should know that one of our main challenges is that uh, one of our main challenges is that uh, we want gamers to see that we don't only put African clothes on all games. When you see people play the games in playthrough on YouTube, YouTube or Twitch, if you ask, for example, gaming at all, some YouTubers who play lastly, you will say that you have the feeling that we give our own signature to the gameplay. By mixing some existing element and creating our own, we design, I think, our own a way to create action RPG. That's something maybe uh, gamers will see when the games will be for real. Let's talk a little bit more about, I guess, Kiro Games, the company. When did you first start Kiro Games? Mm, Kiro Games uh, have a lot of names since uh, the last years. I started in 2003 like uh, Madiba Corporation Studio in my room with three people in my bedroom in <laughs> university. And after that in 2011, it's, it's become a Madia Game Studio with a lot of benevolence. How do you call it in English? People who work without money. How do you call it in English? Oh, freelancers, I guess. That's probably the best way to think about it. Uh, benevolence, someone who come works for the good, the, the dreams, but without money. In French, we say benevolence. Volunteers. Oh, 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 okay. Benevol. Oh, yeah, volunteers, Good Samaritan. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so we have uh, volunteers in 2011. And at the end of 2012, we decided to change the name because we decided to create our own way in African fantasy, and that's where Kiro Games pops out. That's a little bit how we start. But you should know that there is no credit in banking there in Cameroon for a young entrepreneur. There is no Silicon Valley. There is no... The business fair is pretty hard there, so they didn't understand what we were trying to do. I think they don't understand yet, but <laughs> that's also for something where we have to invent our own way because we invent a way to raise funds by mixing crowdfunding and equity uh, with internet and uh, we find shareholders around the world. That's how Kiro Games started. Yes. 
Yeah, as I was doing my research, I saw that you had done a few other crowdfunding campaigns, kind of, I guess, to build money just to get the studio together. And then now you're doing it to put out the first game. How has that mix of crowdfunding and equity worked out for you? It works pretty well. We sold 30% of the studio to raise the money to be equipped and get to this level where the game is about to be released and we just want money again to polish it. But with or without the Kickstarter, the game will be out. That's how we do. We just propose people to get shares of the company by give us money and uh, we demonstrate that it's pretty uh, rentable. It's pretty, we have pretty good margin for an African studio. And Kiro Games is the first gaming studio that's there in Central Africa, is that right? Yes, we are the first professional one in the Central Africa region. Have you thought about, or, or I don't know if any other gaming studios that are in Africa, have they reached out to you for support or anything? Like maybe some in Nigeria or South Africa or Kenya? There is other studio that we call Big Brothers. <laughs> the Big Bro from the African studio, the very, very first one, like Kuluya, shout out to them. They're, they are doing a very good job in mobile gaming already. The major part of African studio working on mobile. I think there is some in South Africa who, which is starting to, which are starting to work on PC games and console games too. But you know, everyone in the for the moment in the continent is still on uh, the beginning, so we don't connect enough. But it will it will come. We support right. each other. So what are the next steps of growth for Kiro Games? Do you want to grow the staff out? Do you want to release more titles? What do you want to do, I guess, as the company gets larger? Okay. Okay, like I was saying, our next goal is to raise Orion. This version start to work on the next one because we already have wrote the scenario. And also we plan to expand to the mobile games for Africa this time because uh, we think we cannot compete in mobile gaming internationally. It is already too much crowded. But in Africa, there is a lot of place for mobile game developers. You should know that our main dream is to be the first or one of the first publisher in Africa for African gaming industry. Our idea is to be the bridge between games from America, Europa for African gamers and also for games designed in Africa for Europa, American gamers or Japan. We really want the gaming industry to be something very connected, everyone shares with everyone. A little bit like what have the in the nineties with the Japan when Japanese game spread around the world, mm-hmm. even if the problem is that they don't, they didn't let other games spread on the on their country too. Yeah, that's something we want to avoid with African gaming industry. What would you say is the hardest part about game development in Africa? The hardest part is funding, but I think it's uh, common to every video game studio in the world. And also there is problem like energy, because we often have uh, electricity problem there. 
But when it's come to that, we start brainstorming and meeting about game design for next games, etc., to mutualize the, the work. And you can have also, because we are late, there is no school for game designers. So we are like when the gaming industry started in the 80 years, mm-hmm. you know, when everyone started on his uh, bedroom and uh, there, you, you have to train yourself, your team. That's the hardest part because there is no... Artists there, for example, have no professional background. They, they are just artists at home and job on the other side. There is no industry for art in Africa yet beyond the music. And mm-hmm. that's something you have to, when you find someone who can draw, you have to train him to be professional, to be there at time, to etc. But that was a pretty exciting challenge too. How many people are currently working at Kiro Games? 20. For the moment, we are a team of 20 people. We plan nice. to so go you, on So you got a nice, that's a good team. 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for you, because you're also a game developer, how did you learn? Uh, I saw when I was doing my research that you went to university. Can you tell me a little bit about kind of what that experience was like and how that prepared you? In fact, university, I make computer science. So I learned to program and to design um, software. But for the gaming, I learned on internet with community in French, in France, Oniro. I started there and uh, I, am, uh, I have often a phrase because I say people who start to make games didn't learn it somewhere. So if I have to start, I can start also like them. When you see the story of Kojima, he didn't go to a school to make game because, but now he's one of the best. So I start to learn and, you know, just to have an open mind, hard worker spirit, and you can learn how to make games. Now, for people that are listening, and, and we have a pretty sizable audience here in the U.S., how can we help support Kiro Games and what you're doing? First, we really wanted to have feedbacks on every gamers on her that can hear about our games. If someone wants to support us, he can talk about the game around him. For this Kickstarter campaign, you can pledge also, retweet what we are telling about it on our Kiro Games uh, Twitter account. Just write to us. We, we really want to build a community of real gamer around the, the game because we think it's the you know under our logo there is the this reward gamer spirit design that's something we we really want to to share with the audience talk about orion go and orion check the video tell us what you love what you prefer you want us to improve, put us on Kickstarter, uh, share our Kickstarter company, and that's it. Okay. Let's switch gears here and talk a little bit more about you specifically. What's a typical day like for you when you're working on the mm. game and everything like that? Typical game for Madiba Olivier, typical day for Madiba Olivier now. I um, woke up at uh, 7. I will explain why. I woke up at 7 now, eating, take the, the shower, etc. And I'm at the studio at 9 a.m. 
After that, I work until 2 p.m. with the team, essentially meeting, getting stuff done for the afternoon. We get a quick break, 2 p.m. to 3. And after that, 3 p.m. to midnight or 1 o'clock, 1 a.m., I'm still working at the studio and etc. Until Saturday, I work with the team Monday to Saturday. Wow, that's dedication. We 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 sleep at the studio in 2014. We sleep at the studio all the year, Monday to Saturday. Everyone except the girls, <laughs> except <laughs> the girls. But everyone, we 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 live at the studio. If someone came in the studio, we see uh, how do you call it. Matela, you see when the the bed, you will see bed in the mm -hmm. um, corridor. That's where everyone sleep when night falls, and we people in the neighborhood don't know what we are doing because there is no something say there is a studio there. Uh -huh. If you pass outside Kirogels, you will see it like wow, this is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> we, designed, we, we did it on purpose because robbers don't know there is the NASA inside. That's an old tactic and hard businessman show me there. Well, I think some of the things that you're mentioning, that's stuff that, at least here in the U.S., we really take it for granted when it comes to, to business and kind of putting things together. I mean, work ethic aside, some of the things that you're mentioning about like electricity and kind of the surrounding neighborhood and then possible robbers and things like that. I can imagine those are things that could end up sort of taking a toll on just kind of getting day-to-day -day operations done, you know? Yes, uh, that's something pretty difficult because we, that's the, type, the, the, the kind of thing when you, you really feel that you are um, in Africa, you are late, you must develop your country. Because, you know, when you are a student, you are in university, you tell that, but without the, the real effect of this. So that's pretty difficult, but we take it as a challenge in the studio. We say, you know, we are a great fan of Senseiya there. So if each time we see some something difficult like that, we say that, okay, our movie for our story will be more epic when Hollywood will make it. <laughs> and now what the movie of the first video in Africa without electricity. I see the, I also, I'm already seeing the trailer with, uh, I don't know who will play my role, but uh, <laughs> you, you see. You can have Idris Elba play your part. Ah, Idris Elba is maybe too old for playing me, but uh, <laughs> yes, I will be. He's more, he's more handsome, so it will be okay. <laughs> he's more, more and far handsome than me, so it will be okay. I think my girl will say, no, I, I will play my own role with Idris, <laughs> just to kiss him. She will say, no, no, I can play my own role, but you are not actress, baby. No, no, I will do, I will do. <laughs> Who have been some of the people that have mentored you and guided you as you've gone through? I mean, this sounds like it's really been something that has been a labor of love for you to have done it when you were 14 up to now. Who are some of the people that have really helped you out? I will say my mom. My mom, because she gave me the love of reading 
My father gave me the love of science because he had this, this whole collection of science magazine. And that's a little bit what make me, put me on the way of uh, computer science too. And you should know that my father was the first one to have a video store there in Cameroon. So I grew up with uh, movies, etc. around me. I can also talk about Mr. Yakan. That's the father of uh, co-founder of the studio. We often call him the voice of God because this is the <laughs> kind of man when he talks, you, you have this son. I say you son. He speaks like Jorel of, uh, <laughs> of Superman. <laughs> That's the, I can say, the three people that really inspired me from be who I am today. The life too, because in Cameroon, like I often say to people, I was never gone out of Cameroon before Kiro. Never go, because often people say, ah, oh, you, you made your studio out of Cameroon. I say no. Everyone in the team is a pure Cameroonian project. Something I say often is that, you know, when you, you start business in Cameroon, if after five years of business, you are not full corrupted, you are a genius. This is like <laughs> a path to create a genius. Because you can start, you are not a genius, but if after five years, you still have, you still to have good ethics in professionalism, then you are a genius. <laughs> What's the best advice that you've been given as it relates to what you're doing? What I would say to people is to believe in their dream, but not as a positive uh, thinking stuff, no. Just something I don't trust anymore in positive thinking. I have uh, feel the limits in my own body. <laughs> I <have laughs> feel it in my life. You know, this day where you don't have enough food and you think, you think positively and not right. food come. No, I don't believe in positive thinking anymore but I believe in building myself you know I believe that if I work a lot on me as, as a person as a professional as a leader as a worker then I can put my life in a better place maybe not the, the great dream of the, the guys with uh, 17 cars but I can do something very big if I can manage to open a studio in Cameroon starting with less than $100, I think everyone can do it. <laughs> so that will be really my, my greatest reward. See people around me, around me in Africa, around me in Europe, get the inspiration again that works on yourself is the key. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the top of uh, gaming industry of Africa, the gaming empire, I want Kiro to be a real empire. And I think we can do that. There is a lot, lot of challenge ahead, but uh, I'm quite excited to face it. Are you where you wanted to be at in this stage of your life? Do you feel like you've gotten where you want to be? Yes or no. Professionally, I think I am in my dream of uh, my 14. That's this chair, this studio is what I have dreaming of 10 years. 
maybe I would love to be there with more friends because I have lost some of my uh, friends who are died in Europe or another place. Some of my relatives too. Maybe that's the, the part I regret the most. Some of the one I love who are not there anymore to see that. And But yes, yes, I am pretty proud of what we we have already done. Okay, so Olivier, just to wrap things up, where can our audience find out more about you and about Kiro Games and about Arion online so we can all help support what you're doing? If you want to to support uh, Orion, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you write Kiro Games, you will find us and you will have the links on our Twitter page for the Kickstarter where you can pledge and you can also retweet about our Kickstarter campaign. Uh, I invite you to, to check the landing page for the game in the website orionthegame.com where you can download the demo and get an idea on what we are working. And you can follow us on our channel on YouTube, Kiro Tales, where you will find all the video about Orion and all the video about our story. You have also the website kirogames.com where you can find all about the team and the game and the evolution of the, the game. There it is. All right. That sounds good. Well, Olivier Maribat, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for doing this, for telling me just about sort of how you got started. I think it's really inspiring that you had this childhood dream that you've really worked hard to make a reality so i hope people that are listening will go and help support you on kickstarter and to me it's just been inspiring as someone that's a video game fan that's an rpg fan to see someone doing this that's including characters from africa i think it's just a really great amazing thing so thank you so much i appreciate it thanks a lot maurice thoughts of love are Thank you so much for tuning in to this special bonus episode of the Revision Path Podcast. Of course, I want to thank Olivier Madiba and his team for taking time out to talk with me for this interview. And make sure that you check out Olivier and his work and Kiro Games through the links in the show notes at revisionpath.com. This episode was edited by RJ Basilio and produced by me, Maurice Cherry. The intro is by Music Mandre with intro and outro audio by Yellow Speaker. Revision Path is a 318 media project. If you like the work that we're doing with the podcast, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com forward slash revision path. Pledge levels start at just $1 per month, and you get some great perks like early access to episodes, special giveaways, and so much more. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.